left my dad's coat at a show The sound man found it, don't you know It took a while for me to get it back But we stayed in touch and made each other laugh And then we found a date that fit To meet up We recorded it In a hotel That's how the blue coat diaries started My tea is way too hot. I just had a sip and was like, no, that's not ready yet. <laughs> it's not ready. It's, it's too ready. Your tea's too ready. You're not ready for it. No, I'm ready, but it's not ready. So, how you been? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's been it's been pretty hectic, hectic week or, or two for me. I've not really been able to do as much of the things I would like. Um, so, if, if, there are, if there are gaps... Apologies, hands up, but... This is classic you, this is. There's only 86,400 seconds in a day, you know, this is just... This is you getting your disclaimer in. Literally, on the opening bar of the podcast, it's you going, listen, before you realise I've not done anything this week, I'm just going to get my disclaimer in now. Remember all that shit you tried to make me do this week? (laughs) And I'm just like holding my hands up. Listen, you've got me. Me? You've had me do, you've had me do all sorts. What are you on about? Well, listen up, mate. I've got some great news to kick off with this week because right. remember last week we were saying that the shop was open, literally the shop was open on my site and that people could pay £10 to get their name on the signs that we're having made for Marcus's van. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Guess how many we've sold? Guess how many names have gone? Uh, three. They've all gone. Oh, shit, really? We've sold out. Okay. We have sold out the sign, which means next week when we call Marcus, I'll be able to update him on where the sign production is at. But yeah, let me tell you the names. We've had Joey Delaware by a name. That's a real name. That's, that's too cool for, for... Hey, it's Joey Delaware. You know? <laughs> yeah, be careful in case he is actually a gangster. Just be careful. <laughs> if, is he from America? That's like a super American name, Joey Delaware. No, it's a UK guy, but Joey Delaware was the first. We've also had a family, which I think is really, really nice, this mark, that a family has put in to have their family name on the sign. So we've got the Rannies. The Rannies? Yeah. The Rannies. Yeah, they're going to be on there. We've also had Alex Martindale take a spot on the sign. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, the Rannies. And... I like this one as well. A lady called Kay, but she wants to be on the sign as Nanny Kay. Nanny Kay. Nanny Kay in the house. Yeah. Brace yourself for the last name. Uh-huh. Tracy Chapman's paid in. Oh, right. <laughs> you know what? There's, there's too many, you know, um, female pop musician jokes come to for, the fore at once. I couldn't pick one. It's actually her. It's actually Tracy Chapman. No. <laughs> no. I, I, I had an inkling that it wasn't the actual Tracy Chapman. Is Tracy Chapman still going? I think she's still going. Tracy made a great joke when she emailed in. She said it would be nice to imagine her name on a not fast car. That's good. You see, this is, that's exactly where I was going to go. And I thought, no, no. I mean, she's gotten away with that. It's great for two reasons. One, because 
it's a good joke, it's funny. Uh-huh. And two, because it slags off Marcus's van. Yeah. Whoa. So it's a double win. What's his name? Lionel. Lionel. Oh, you had to ser- you had to go to your mind palace for that, didn't you? I'm just annoyed that Marcus has made me do something. Do you know the reason why I asked you? Why? So you could remind me what his van's called. <laughs> <laughs> well, Marcus isn't on the pod this week, so you don't yeah. need to worry about that. I'm kind of offended with me forgetting what his van's called. So there we are. We've got five names down. Yeah. All the money's come in. That means we can now get these signs made. Uh-huh. And like I say, I'll get on that and then I can update you and Marcus next week when we're calling him. But thank you so much to the five. Thank you so much to the five. Fantastic five, yeah. Nice one. The fantastic five. I love that. So that's that's the funding for the sign done then. That we're, this is this is it. We're, we're hot to trot. We get the design and, and Marcus is, is going to be sporting, well, Lionel's going to be sporting some new drip. That's it for now. The begging mm. on the podcast is done. <laughs> okay. Aside from me begging you not to make me do something horrific again. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure that begging's ever going to go away. No, no, probably not. So are you excited about the sign? I am excited about the sign. What are you thinking design-wise? I mean, we haven't even really talked this through. Have you, you've got, I, I tell you, you're a man. Who, you, you've, you plan ahead. So I, I'm imagining that you've already thought this through. I've got a good idea. In fact, let me pitch it to you. I think right. we go for this. Bearing in mind, Marcus is like driving along in the van, right? Yeah. So you can see that somebody's obviously in the van driving it, right? I know that sounds obvious, but just to make sense of the sign, okay? Uh-huh. So Marcus is driving the van. On the side of the van, it says, listen to me on the Blue Coat Diaries podcast. That's right. the top line. Listen to me on the Blue Coat Diaries podcast. So people might think, oh, let's check that out. Then underneath that, we have... And for a shout-out, message at Johnny Awesome. Because all my social media stuff is Johnny Awesome. So I love the idea that someone mm. might say, I was driving through the countryside the other day and I stopped to have a sandwich and there was a van with some guy asleep in the back and <laughs> whatever. Yeah. And we get a message and we get a little bit of an update as to what Marcus is doing as well. People might grass him up for stuff. Yeah. How's my driving? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, could be, could be. So what's, is it, I mean, are you just going for lettering or are you going to have like perhaps, um, you know, we could have a picture of, of, of Marcus, you know, just kind of like propped up as if he's lying down in the back of the van and it's a window into the van, you know? I haven't thought about any images <laughs> or photos yet. I've just been thinking about getting the wording right. But like, mm-hmm. I think we have those two lines and then mm-hmm. underneath that, we're going to have, very importantly, this sign was paid for by these rock stars. And then we're going to have the five names. We're going to have yeah. Joey Delaware, the Rannies, Alex Martindale, Nanny K, and Tracy Chapman. And maybe we put in brackets, not that Tracy Chapman. Not that Tracy Chapman, yeah. Or maybe better just to leave it so people think, oh, pot's getting pretty big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just name drop, man. Just let, let that name drop. It's going to be good, right? Yeah, yeah, it's going to be good. Do you think Marcus is going to be excited? Let's not worry about that. <laughs> you know, be honest with me. Did you think? Did you think this was going to happen? I didn't think it was going to happen that quickly. I thought it was going to take longer for those those names to go. So, you know, people must be listening to this thing. Exactly. Let's hear it for our brilliant podcast listeners. After three, hip hip, hooray! 
<laughs> you just want one depressed man to cheer at the other end of the internet. That's your that's your thank you. <laughs> but listen, Mark, I nearly forgot something. Let me let me tell you about this. You'll like this. Alex Martindale, who bought one of the names, he also, when he did the order, told me a really great story that was so Perfect for the podcast because it's kind of like the fate mate thing that we often talk about. He said, I have a great kismet story. My wife, Fran, and I were at a McCluskey gig at St. Luke's in Glasgow. Great band, great venue in 2019. As we were queuing for merch, we observed someone who wanted to buy a T-shirt but couldn't because they didn't take card. We offered to give her the cash for a T-shirt and asked if she could send us the money digitally or maybe send us something in return. It turned out she's an artist, Morella V. Her Twitter is, we hate your art. And several weeks later, we got a sweet screen print in the post. It's untitled and abstract, but I think it depicts some hooded figures by a building. I like to imagine they're engaged in some sort of ritual. I've attached a photo of it hanging on the wall in our living room. Your coach story and the whole podcast reminded me of this experience and your friendship with Mark and the ensuing podcast is such a great story and shows what happens if we just make a bit of effort to follow through on the opportunities life throws at us. Thanks for the laughs, Alex. That's nice, isn't it? It is. It's lovely. And you sent me it, didn't you? Yeah. Have a look at it and tell me, tell me what you think. It looks like... Um... I like it. I like the red and black sort of um, shades. It's good. It's It looks like some ghosts on holiday. You know, those kind of like um, little round poolside bars they've got made out of um, sort of stone sides and maybe a straw roof. It's, it's Club 1830s ghosts, isn't it? I like the idea of that. Oh, I don't like the idea of, like, imagine you die and that's bad enough. And then you have to go to a Club 1830s resort. I can't imagine anything worse than that, to be honest. That is like, okay, I, I know which place I've gone to. His name is Mark Carver. And he'd rather be playing video games than not the dating game. But it's time for love. Have a love, Mark. Oh no, I made a mistake. Shortbread. I'm just gonna have shortbread stuck in my teeth like the, the whole time now. Come on. Are you thinking you can't talk properly because I can? You had some shortbread while the jingle was playing. Mm. <laughs> yeah, well, why not? Let's go with that. <laughs> now, let's have a quick chat about where you're at. Last week, the plan was that you were gonna try and find a new app or website to go on for the old dating thing mm-hmm. and then you were going to have a go at writing your own blurb because yeah. obviously last time I wrote the one with the lyrics and all that sort of stuff. So fill us in. Have you joined anything new? Have you had any interaction? What's going on? I haven't managed to do that. But I have had some interactions on the other one, on the OK Cupid, mostly catching up with the girls and old mate who I was drinking the pub with years ago who asked me why I was on here called Stephen. Well, that's really nice that you two have kind of got back in touch. And do you think you might, I don't mean this from like a romantic point of view, but do you think you might end up meeting up? I don't know. I I mean, honestly, Johnny, I don't meet up with many. I don't don't really get a chance to go out and socialise at all. Um, Weekends I'm either working or I've got Finn and it's just not really compatible. Um, I nearly went out on New Year's Eve, nearly. My mum and dad were going to take him and my mum got ill. 
So my first chance to socialise in about 18 months, I, uh, <laughs> I couldn't go. <laughs> Oh dear. Yeah, so I don't really get out. It would be good. It would be good to catch up with some people. But you know. But I did I did get another a match who I've not had a chance. This was like yesterday. So I've not really had a chance to respond, but there was a match on it. Um on OK Cupid. Yeah. Came across as a bit odd. Came across as a bit odd, Johnny. Um Yeah. Why? What did they say? Well, I've not really responded. They just waved. But what I would say is don't make your main profile picture on a dating website. I mean, you do you. You know, results may vary. But I wouldn't, if I was a lady, make my profile picture a picture of me 26 weeks pregnant. The noise cancelling is, is erasing Johnny's laughter right now. He's struggling. Uh, Are you all right, mate? I feel like I'm getting a bit of a vibe and I'm not having to go at you when I say this, but I feel like I'm getting, I'm picking up on a bit of a vibe that maybe right now you're not feeling the apps and website. I don't know where you're getting that from, to be honest, Johnny. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll come clean. I, I, I agree with you. It's not really, it's not really working. Do we think it's time to try some new things? It is. It is. It is. It is. I mean, I mean, when I say it is, I'm going. To, I'm saying that with like a level of enthusiasm that I didn't really expect from myself. Um, just anything to get away from this this torrid situation. But um, yeah, for a man who's not particularly interested in in dating, um, it's uh, you know anything's better than this. To be honest. All right, well, look, we're going to kick that off today because later on on the podcast, we've got the brilliant comedian, Louisa Omilan. And I say that we ask her, why not? You know, that's a fresh pair of eyes on this. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I would imagine that most women are much better at giving advice than men when it comes to dating. Well, she's a strong, independent woman. She's gigged mm. all over the world. She takes no shit from anyone. She knows what she's doing. She's brilliant. She's very clever. She's very funny. And I think, you know what? I bet she's got some good ideas. So are you happy for me to ask her for any advice, any tips? Yeah, I'm happy to. I've got a feeling that she's going to crack this wide open. Right, okay, sure. Watch this space, Mr. Carver. Okay. Watch this space. <laughs> my, my, my love life is in your hands, which it sounds, you know, <laughs> it's not, ugh, what an awful sentence. London, Tokyo, and Penzance, we want your correspondence. Right, great news. We've had tons of correspondence again. Thank you so much for contacting the show. We really appreciate that. And we're going to settle on a topic today. We're going to chat about the whole wrong size thing that we're chatting about last week. You know, people ordering something that comes and it's too big or ordering something that ends up too small. We've had loads. Mark, you're going to love this. I'm going to take you through some. I've even got some pictures to show you. Listen, Johnny, I know I'm in charge of pretty much all things technology on this show, aren't I? Yeah. We need to have talks about a better way of you showing me stuff than holding up a bit of paper to a webcam. I mean, what decade are we in here? It works. <laughs> right. Okay. I mean, we could save a tree or something, though, man. You know. Now, I kind of want to change the name of this topic. Not correspondence. That is the section we're in. But the topic, I think from now on, we should call it Stonehenge, right? If you're writing in about this, 
It's basically Stonehenge. You know the film Spinal Tap? <laughs> I love the film Spinal Tap, Johnny. Okay, so there's a bit in that where they design this bit of the set. It's supposed to be Stonehenge, and they get the millimetres. <laughs> Wait, because he writes down seven inches on the on the drawing. Yeah, they get they get the measurements like mixed up in terms of the unit, and when it comes, it's like really little. And it, the joke is that they're doing this big rock performance. If you've never seen the film, it's one of the greatest spoof films of all time. It's so good. And when it comes down, rather than being like the size of what they wanted, which is like Stonehenge, it's like this tiny little thing that comes down. And it's just it's just mm-hmm. a brilliant bit of film. But a couple of people in their messages you'll see have mentioned doing a Stonehenge. So it's obviously like a phrase that gets used, you know, like as in you've got the size wrong, you've done a Stonehenge. Here's a good one from Jim Rhesus. He said, my wife once fully Stonehenged a cat scratch post. It was 20 times taller than the cat. <laughs> that's that's reverse Stonehenging. All right, this is proper Stonehenge. Right. Becky Welsh said, my mum once ordered some very well-priced blinds for her bathroom. I think it's safe to say that she got her millimetres and centimetres muddled up when ordering. She thought the box it arrived in looked oddly shaped and somewhat small. And she's provided a picture of the bathroom blinds in place in the bathroom. <laughs> is that thing on the? Sh- is that what the thing on the on the on the windowsill? Yeah. <laughs> for fucking doll's house. To describe that to the listeners, I'd say it's about the size of a box of tissues on the windowsill of a regular bathroom window, and that's the whole of the shutters. Yeah, yeah, that's not really good. How about this? Paul Swain said, my wife wanted a World War II gas mask. I don't know what for. So I thought, (laughs) eBay. I found one which said gas mask AM. I checked the photos and it looked good. So I went for it and I won the auction. I was excited when it arrived, but a bit disappointed when I realised that AM stood for Action Man. (laughs) It was like a little tiny one. As opposed to, this is my morning gas mask. I have something a little showier for the evening. You know, <laughs> what, did, what did you think? <laughs> what did you think it meant? And also, why did your wife want that? Uh, uh, some people like, you know, they like to go to adult clubs and things, you know, they can, where they get to dress up as, you know, gas mask people. We're moving on. <laughs> Andrew Wilson said, I once ordered 25 litres of white spirit for work. A 40-foot trailer turned up. He tried to order 25 litres. He got 25 25-gallon 25 drums. I mean, what the f... Listen to what Gareth Harrison's done. When I got my kitchen redone 12 years ago, I ordered a piece of worktop to make a narrow breakfast bar along one wall. Suffice to say, there was a slight mix-up with the millimetres and centimetres. It was also quite expensive because I had a custom curve on the end of it. So they knew it was wrong when they were cutting it, but sent it anyway. Here is my very own Stonehenge. This is a breakfast bar where you might sit with your family. Can you describe that? I mean, what you've got there, it's it's not even big for a breadboard, that, is it? It's smaller than a breadboard. <laughs> they got the thickness about right, it looks like. So thickness, yeah. But the other dimensions is um, it's incorrect. Matt Brooks said this. This is good. 
I bought my brother a 10-inch telescope for his birthday a few years ago. I ordered it to be delivered to work. About three weeks later, reception called me at my desk to ask if I was expecting an extremely large delivery. Whatever it was that they were trying to get to me didn't fit through the revolving front door of the office building and had to come through the loading bay. I had no idea what they were talking about. It's from a company called Skywalker. The receptionist said, hoping that that would help, but then the penny dropped. It turns out that the 10 inches was not the length of the telescope, but the diameter of the lens. <laughs> it stands at about five foot high on a massive and very heavy turntable. It was very difficult to get home. Yeah, I can imagine. This one's great because it's a fuck up, but also it's embarrassing because Lisa Allen said, I put my kid's toy ironing board and iron up for sale and a woman came round to buy it expecting it to be full size. <laughs> so she's actually stood with the woman. There you go. Was she a really small woman? It would have been funnier if the woman was only like four foot eight and she goes, uh, and just selected it from a party. I think this is the one for you. <laughs> Peter Atkinson said, my favourite ever purchase, a new handmade copper fruit bowl on Etsy for £95 for our newly remodelled kitchen. Perfect to match with the blue units and copper handles and sink. I'll surprise the wife, I thought, as I know it's exactly what she wanted as the centrepiece for the kitchen table. It was big enough to take one apple. <laughs> nice <laughs> apple bowl. Hey, mate, where'd you get your apple bowl? <laughs> yeah. Did that come as part of a set? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saving up. We're going to get a pear bowl next week. You can have half a bowl of Rice Krispies in that. This one's great because it ends in a sort of only fools and horses type caper. Steve Davison says, Hi, mate. This one isn't hilarious, but it's genuine. But I actually think it is funny. He said, I'm a golfer. And during lockdown, I went on a website to source a golf net to hit balls into in my garden. Like a sort of 10 foot high, half a tent shaped thing. You got the idea, Mark, right? Yeah, 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 I know. He yeah. said, I paid £220 for what I thought was the perfect item. The picture was spot on and I could tell by the height of the man standing next to it that it was going to be at least a good nine foot tall. Anyway, it arrived. It was 60 centimetres tall and 50 centimetres wide. Something a toddler would use in the house to sit in and pretend to make cups of tea. I went back to the order and sure enough, it was an action man standing in the picture. £220. Anyway, after setting it up and it looking like half a beach ball in my garden, the kids and wife were laughing at me. So I wanted to prove that I could still smash a driver at it. So I teed up a ball about two yards away and drilled one into it perfect. But it pierced through it and put Jim's window out across the road. This meaning I couldn't send it back and Jim's window was smashed and it cost £392 to replace. Happy days, hey? <laughs> Do you know what I love the most about that? Do you know what I love about that story? Well, that classic bloke thing of saying, yeah, I've still got this. Even in that situation with his wife and kids, I've still got this. And driving a ball so hard into it, probably in rage, that it ripped it 
which meant it couldn't go back, yeah. and smashed Jim's window. That is one of the most elaborate ways I've ever heard anyone piss 600 quid up the wall. <laughs> so I think that's... It's just... Thank you so much, Steve Davison. Thank you, Steve. I hope, I hope you've had better luck since then. My favourite bit, mate, in the Spinal Tap Stone Edge part of that film is when, after that's happened, they're all in the dressing room. It's one of my favourite lines in a film. And the bass player just sort of quite sheepishly goes, can I raise a practical question at this point? And you, you don't even see who says it, but someone goes, yeah, like that. It's like everyone's in a bit of a mood with each other. And Derek says, uh-huh. are we going to do Stonehenge tomorrow? And then the lead singer just snaps <laughs> and he goes, no, we're not going to fucking do Stonehenge. <laughs> It's so good. It's so good. I, I love that film. Well, let's throw it out to the listeners now. Let's say to everybody listening yeah. to the podcast this week, tell us your favourite line from a film. And what we really want is a line from a film that you actually use. Like when I was in a band, we would quite often say to each other, are we going to do Stonehenge tomorrow? And then someone else would take the role of going, <laughs> oh, we're not going to fucking do Stonehenge. <laughs> let's get people to send them in johnny at johnnyawesome.com or via my social media all my social media is at johnnyawesome spelled a-w-s-u-m and we'll read some out next week hopefully okay in a moment we're going to have our very first guest on the podcast are you excited are you nervous I kind of am nervous I'm, I'm quite nervous I'm kind of nervous because it's the first guest but also because it's sort of in the hands of the droid. Well, as a creator of WD41, yeah. I'm very nervous because I mean, I've only ever introduced him to you and Marcus, who you two don't matter, you know. Why don't we fire up the droid to make sure it's just uh-huh. working before we call her? Right. Okay. Uh, WD41, you there? Hey, WD41. Yeah, no, he, he's all he's he's hot to trot. He's just been sat over there. Right, listen up. I've made WD for one his own jingle. Okay, what do you what do you reckon to that, WD? Oh, he's excited. Okay, well, please play it and then tell me what you think and tell me what WD for one thinks. Right, let's have a listen. He's a robot droid, and you'll miss him when he's gone. He's WD41. That's great. Yeah? Got a reverb tail on the end of that, hasn't it? Wow. Yeah. What do you think, WD41? You said, did T-Pain produce that when he was shit-faced? It's the thanks I get for making him his own bloody jingle. (laughs) It's great, man. So, in a moment, we're going to call Louisa and we're going to let the droid ask the questions. Uh huh. Are we ready? Terrified, mate. I'm terrified. What, What if he? What if he really puts his foot in it? She's a share fan. A dog mummy and a kick-ass comedian. She's created some of the finest one-woman shows in the galaxy. Please welcome to the podcast to be interviewed by our droid, Louisa 
Oh, Mate, I mean, what an introduction. Like, that's probably the best introduction I've ever had on a podcast, to be fair. Yes. So thank you. <laughs> How are thank you? you? very much. I'm very well. So I'm, I'm, um, I was just explaining to all you listeners out there that I know are podcast fans. I'm sorry. Don't hate me. I hate podcasts. I've never liked them. I find them really difficult to get on and very confusing. And, um, you guys somehow in that intro have just wooed me and I'm like, oh, podcasts aren't so bad. Podcasts aren't so bad. If, if it's any consolation, we have very little idea what we're doing. So it, it may or may not be like being on a podcast. I don't really have a frame of reference. <laughs> Do you know what I think it is? I think it's a bandwagon thing. You know, when you see something happening years ago and you go, I should probably do that. I'm quite good at talking. I can talk to the cows come home and then you never do it. And then you go, I'm not, I'm going to plod away in comedy and just do the live circuit. That will get me where I want to be. <laughs> and then you just see these people <laughs> surpass you that have been doing comedy two years and a podcast for 18 months and suddenly they're playing arenas. And you're like, you stupid bitch. Why did you not just set up a, why do you, why are you so anally retentive that you just stick with your weight but this is the way i chose in 1982 so i have to i can't i can't i can't go away from my um destiny i have to do it this way i just and I, it's just it's pure self-loathing is what it really is i'm sure podcasts are lovely but i am um, yeah it's very difficult. anyway that's tmi and that's probably not the angle you wanted to go with with this podcast but you also say you don't know what you're doing so in fairness i'm playing the game exactly podcast is a little bit stuck together with sellotape but we are very honored to have such a gigantic brilliant guest as yourself on the pod so thank you so much for doing it now we've got someone to introduce you to louisa because another little bit of our podcast was that i challenged mark to come up with like a robot kind of droid that could literally ask the questions for us when we interviewed guests because we were a bit nervous about what we'd ask so first thing we're going to do is introduce you to our droid. He's called WD41. Mark, can you show? Oh, hang the on, hang the on, droid? hang on. It's not. I was going to say it's not like the RoboCop guy, is it? You know the guy in. You know the one that you have five seconds to comply. You have four seconds to comply. W. What was his name? DW something. It's not that. ED209. It was something like that. No, no, it's not the big one. That scared the life of that film. I swear to God, like I can't, I can't, like I, I can't. That film terrified me at eight years old. No, it's nothing like that. In okay. fact, it's actually quite a friendly thing to look at. Look, get ready. You're oh, like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, look. That, yeah, that's, that's, fu- that's nothing like I thought it was going to be. Yeah, good. Um, this, is, this is WD41. He says, hello, hello, Louisa. Hi, nice to meet you. Yeah, I'm going to put him down. He's quite heavy. Yeah, it's probably for the best for everyone. One thing I would say, though, Louisa, is that Mark's the only one that can understand it. What is this show? What I mean, you'll what see. Is... You'll see. Okay. Come okay. On. So I'm going to fire him up and say, uh, "WD41, can you uh, come up with some questions for Louisa?" All right. Okay. Okay. So WD says, "Your latest show, God is a Woman, explores your journey with faith and spirituality. What inspired you to create this show?" Oh, it's, well, that's a very insightful question. Um, I did a show previously called Politics for Bitches, which was um, the story about how my mum passed away. And I was really frustrated with the system and everything we've seen politics unfold in the last few years. I can't bother to go into it, but we've seen it all. What a shit show it is. Mm-hmm. And I kind of came across that in 2017 when she got sick and died very quickly. And I was very angry after that. And I was very angry with religion, actually, which is a weird 
thing and it's kind of how we feel now about life about this kind of social contract um where if you if you behave and you get the good grades and you study hard and you do well in school you'll get a good job and you'll get a good house and you'll be able to have a nice life and go on a holiday and you know if you play the game life will be good to you right that was kind of what we're all taught and I grew up catholic whatever and then I was very frustrated when my mom died like she was beautiful and good and gorgeous like just how horrible everything was so I started looking at religion and being like, you fucking have told us <laughs> like, if you're good, you're a follower of God and la la la. And it just made me so angry. And I started reading about it. And then I started looking at religions and before the Abrahamic religions, they were much more varied, like, and they were much more uh, community focused in terms of, um, and they're much more equal. So they were much more men and women, men and women, the masculine and the feminine, divine and working together, blah, 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 blah. And I just, I found it so beautiful. And actually that gave me more comfort because I know a lot of people turn to religion in hours of need. It gave me more comfort to just look at like, oh, it's just human beings, human being, human beings. And actually, if we tap into our best selves, that's when heaven is a place on earth. Like, like that's where you see humility. That's where you see faith. Like you see it in a hospice nurse being fucking kind to you. You see it in somebody at Sainsbury's. I remember going to Waitrose once and a woman behind the counter, she was like, I was crying as I was getting stuff. I'd just been to the wherever grave and she goes, Oh, I got these for you. And she got some flowers and she gave me flowers. And I was like, what, what are you doing? And she's like, Oh, I've just, here you go. And I was like, why would you do that? She's like, I, I had some flowers. I thought I'll give them to somebody that looks like they need them today. And I was like, wow. What? And then you go, Oh, that that's religion. Like that's, that's a God. That's a, that's a kindness. That's a, and so then the show kind of just explores that really. So, bit of a long-winded answer, but that's kind of where it came from of like, I just was trying to seek the good in life because I've lost it <laughs> or I couldn't see it. And so the show kind of looked for like, where's the good and how do we get back to good? And how do we use what we know in our bones to like really cool facts? Like I want to film God as a woman and um, Netflix passed on it recently. I keep trying to pitch it out and I get no luck and I hate it because it's such a beautiful show. And I want to just film it myself. And I don't know how. I haven't got any money. And I really just be like, fuck it. Just find a way to get it out there. Because like little things like, did you know? This is beautiful. So we didn't know that men and women having sex caused babies. So for many years as a, as a humanity, we just thought women were life-giving creatures. So we just thought women gave birth to life. We didn't know that men had wow. anything to do with it. So we just used to worship women. Like men were secondary. And you go... <laughs> That makes more, like, of course, yeah, you would think that. Like, if you didn't know, you'd be like, yeah. women are great. Putting two and two together wasn't a strong point. At that, at that. Like, oh, that does that. Okay. <laughs> and I just like, I don't know whether it's real or not. It doesn't, it's kind of almost irrelevant. It's just nice to hear an alternative belief system that you go, oh, I could, I see the logic or the through line in that mm. more so than, well, you know, if you're born poor, it's because you're a worthless piece of shit and will die horribly, but God wanted it that way. So, you know. I think that's a spot on answer oh. for the first question. And I think we should do a full on shout out now and say, come on, somebody out there, let's get this made. Let's get this special Absolutely, made. Somebody yeah. listening is bound to be connected to a place that can happen. You, so let's go never, for it. You never, you never know. Like I would like to do it. I feel like, do you know what? If you put your mind to it, you can normally make shit happen, can't you? It's just figuring out Definitely. how. Definitely. Definitely, like Mark yeah. with the droid. Mark, can we have another question from yep. WD41? Let's have another question, WD41. Uh-huh. Right, okay. What he's asking there is, if you could switch lives with any cartoon character for the day, who would it be and why? 
Um, Sharky from Sharky and George. Pine busters <laughs> off the sea. The little Sharky and George. Solve every mystery. Yeah. Yeah. Solve, solve any mystery. I've always wondered what that lyric was. Solve any mystery, Sharky and George. Yeah. I love how quickly you came in with that. It was like a fingers on the buzzer's answer. No brainer. Like, it's no brainer. Like, next, next question. So you've always <laughs> wanted to be a subaquatic detective. Is that... I mean, I like the way you're trying to make this into a narrative, uh, Mark, but no, no, it was just a question. And I thought a cartoon, and I thought my favourite cartoon, I thought that would do it. Sharky and George. <laughs> but yes, I've, I've, I've always wanted to be a shark cartoon, yes. So quick, so quick. It's going to sound like we sent you that question ahead of time, which we did not. They didn't, they didn't, uh, they didn't. I'm just that, I'm that good, guys. I'm that good when it comes to fucking cartoon questions. I mean, I've only got one, Sharky and George, but that's uh, it, yeah. Nailed it, though. Nailed it. Let's have another mark. Okay. Come on, WD. Let's have another one. Okay. So what WD's asking there is, he says, you've performed in venues all over the world. What's been your favourite city or country to perform in and for what reason? Um, I really like the, what traditionally, I hate saying it because I hate the class system, but like, I love like the working class which is bullshit because they're whatever they're whatever anyway i love belfast i love glasgow um i love newcastle um for me probably the most the ones that had the biggest impact on me were probably belfast and newcastle belfast and glasgow sorry uh more from my own prejudice really because i thought belfast newcastle glasgow oh my god they're not gonna get me they're not gonna get me there's oh my god like it's really funny those places you go into them liverpool as well like you go into these places and uh like if you're shit, like they'll let you know, like you'll die, like you'll die. Johnny, I'm sure no, you know this from gigging around the country. There's certain places where you go to and if you're like, there's no politeness. Like if you're not, if you're not good, they'll let, you, they'll let you know that you're not good. Yeah. But yeah. if they like you, oh my God, like you're carried out on a fucking throne of gold. Like it's just, just the beauty and the incredible generosity from especially we had this the other day though louisa we sat in a green room together and you yeah. were slightly nervous i hope you don't mind me saying that no no, no i was shitting myself i was like how the fuck am i gonna get this one in starbridge it was starbridge, starbridge. and then starbridge. i sat at the back and i sat at the back and watched you come out and do your set and you smashed it to bits and it was like that they really lifted you up it was fantastic yeah, you were beaming cool. when you came off yeah, it was good, cool, but that was only because I walked in, I saw Johnny smash it. I saw a guy stand up for his set. So he got like a standing ovation in his set for Starbridge at 4 p.m. So you're walking into this little room at 4 p.m. and you're like, what the fuck, what the fuck is happening in Starbridge? How the fuck am I going to follow that, Johnny? What the fuck? <laughs> like, because I only caught the end. And then, um, and then they were very gracious and very lovely. And, and um, yeah, so those places always um, have probably made the biggest impact just because I was so nervous about playing them and being able to be good. And the generosity, like, it's it's like a home from home. Like, they just, every time I've been there, they're like, come out with us. We'll take care of you. Like, I've been invited out. I've gone out with strangers. Like, if I needed a place to stay, they'd have me. If I needed anything, they'd give me the shirt off their back. Like, it's just, it's beautiful. Like, it's beautiful. And that's why, like, I almost hate that these places just continue to get shat on left, right, and center by the London-centric kind of, you know, yeah. government. But anyway, I'm, this, yeah, sorry. Back to the drawing. And that reminded me <laughs> when you said about if you go somewhere like that and they'll let you know if you're not great. It reminded me of a great story that I heard once about 
someone in a club in Liverpool who got up and their opener was to say that they were schizophrenic and someone from the back shouted out immediately, well, why don't you both fuck off? <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. That's I mean, what do you do with that? What That's do you do with hilarious. that? That's hilarious. You, you wow. just go, I'm going to sit down, mate. The mic's yours. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Thanks very much. Good night. Yeah. All right, let's wow. have another question, Mark. <laughs> what a heckle. Right, WD41, another question, please, mate. Right. Okay. If you could be any animal for a day, but had to wear a tutu the entire time, which animal would you choose and why? Oh, an elephant. A really lovely little elephant. Yeah. Walking around in a tutu. Yeah. Just straight in on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Is there an elephant with a tutu in something? I feel like there is. I feel like there is. image in my brain. Yeah, I feel like there is. For me, my first thought was... Yeah, I like to stay out of the way. I don't like to be bothered much. So I thought snake. But then again, the, the, the logistics of it, because they could get out of the way, you'd never find one, would you? But then the logistics of a snake and a tutu, it would just slide off. It would slide off, yeah. Also, bear. bear you, no, one would, no one would bother a bear. And a bear and a tutu, for me, is the classic tutu on animal imagery. Yeah, Have you noticed that Mark massively overthinks these questions? <laughs> No, I appreciate I appreciate the attention to detail, but yeah. it's also interesting that Johnny, that you and I went elephant. We went team elephant, and you went team bear. We both went pretty big, yeah, wild animals, didn't we? It's the juxtaposition, I think. You know, a tutu on a hamster, it's almost expected. It's so done. Like I'm yeah. sure on TikTok, somebody's already done it. Yeah, you know, yeah, for real. Uh, can yeah. I just apologise for these off the wall questions that the robot sometimes no, does this because no, we literally no, can't like control them. it. I mean, I will admit that I'm not the world's greatest AI programmer, and um, you know, he's got. A- no, I'm, I'm down with it. I'm down with it. This is, this is fine. All right, we still got Louisa, so let's. Should we give him a chance to redeem himself with a non-animal tutu question. Come on, WD four one. Let's have another one. Come on, give me something like deep. Give me something meaningful. Give me something powerful. Okay. In addition to your work as a comedian, you're also an actress and a writer. How do you balance these different creative pursuits and how do they inform each other? Uh, I don't get any acting work and I don't get any writing work, so it's just comedy, really, so there's not much to balance. It's just a dream. It's just a dream. Is that a good answer? That was was easy enough. (laughs) That was easy enough. Like, I'd love to do acting. Like, I only wanted to... I only did comedy because I wanted to do acting and I couldn't get an agent and couldn't get on anything. And stand up was the only place where you rock up to an open mic, and if you're funny, you get on. Like it's or or like you get booked again. Rather, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So it was the only way that I could find to get in. That's what I've always hated about the art is how hard they make it to get to get in. Like I just want to do what I'm good at, and um, yeah. I actually think it's probably acting. But um, I think it will come. I mean, from when I watched you the other day, and we haven't gigged together that much, have we? But when I watched no. you the other day, I, I think I could see that. I think like you know, as in. I don't think it would be much of a leap for you to do more acting. So I think. No, I'd love come. to. I'd love to, but I'm, yeah. But like I've been doing, like I'm 40 now, and I kind of feel like I always remember when I was 20, like just the amount of competition. And I always remember like somebody saying, like, if you can hang on until you're 40, like so many would have dropped off because they would have had to get regular jobs because it's so hard to sustain this industry. So in a way, part of me thinking, oh, actually, maybe the older I get, the easier I might be get to get to get in there, you know. But we'll see. Yeah. On the one hand. WD41, who really, really is an AI, went out into the the internet and the World Wide Web, and he has come back considering you a writer and an actress, and he only gets his information from what the rest of the world thinks. So yeah, yeah. so let them, let them and the robot that. don't lie. Exactly. So the let robot, them, the robot doesn't lie. 
The robot don't lie. Were you getting some Beyonce on the on the go there, Charlie? Yeah, robot don't lie. Okay. I like it. I like it. Let's have another one. Let's have another one. Okay. Um if you had to choose if you had to choose between being able to speak every language fluently or having the ability to turn into a giant frog at will, which would you choose? Oh, language, language. Do you know that's so funny? That's my superpower. You know, people say, like, what would be your superpower? Uh-huh. Mine's always, you know, people say, oh, I'd be invisible for a day or I could fly. Uh-huh. Mine's, like, way more basic than that. And just that I'd be able to speak any language in any country that I walk into. Wouldn't it be fucking cool? And I know you can do a Google app now thingy, but it's not the same. When I was younger, I moved around a lot to different countries. And I, Did you? Yeah. And I, I kind of developed the ability to... A, not learn languages properly. Like, I just learn little fragments, but sort of be able to understand people no matter what language they're speaking, apart from Finnish, which makes no sense to me whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, Finnish is next level. It's like, next level mental. Finnish is meant like, so my family's Polish and I want to learn Polish. And people say like Polish is quite a hard language to learn. But I feel like compared to something like Finnish or Chinese or Japanese, oh my, like, Oh, it's so like I just I think it's so impressive if you can learn if you if you can learn lots of languages it's just a skill that's phenomenal I think yeah. Uh, which languages can you speak? Just English, just English. Like it was so weird because Polish was my first language because I was born here, but both my parents spoke Polish to me. But then I went to school. I was like, I I'm not Polish, I'm British, and um, I quickly <laughs> I quickly dropped the Polish. And, All right. Um, well, next time, next time we have in the podcast, I'm going to ask you how it's going with the language learning. I'm going to set that little challenge to you there. Not too fine, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. That was convinced. I'm convinced. Thank you. I'm convinced. Thank you. Thank you. How many? Should we have another? Should we have one more? All right. Let's WD four one. Let's have another question, shall we? WD says, you've been very outspoken with your struggles with mental health, anxiety and depression. Mm. How have you used comedy as a coping mechanism and what advice would you offer to others who may be struggling? I haven't got any advice for anybody else because I don't fucking know the answers I've learned. Um, I would say that everything is temporary and I would say that comedy is the only fucking beacon that I've ever found that's the antithesis to all those emotions and feelings. So Mm. actually comedy has been a bit of a lifesaver for me in many, many ways because it fundamentally (laughs) alleviates and Mm. makes better and um, puts a spot, allows you to put a spotlight on. I think what essentially is, is the human condition in its ugliest, rawest, purest form. Mm -hmm. You use comedy and by people laughing, what you don't realize you're doing is you're relating. You're, you're, so you're, you're approving almost. You're going, yeah, I get it. Yeah, that's, oh yeah, I felt like that. Oh yeah, that's funny. Or I've, I understand that. And by them saying yeah. that, you go, oh, I'm not a big fucking droid weirdo. Like I'm a human being that's just having a human experience and other people can relate to that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that alleviate. Do you know what I mean? Like that idea of connection um, yeah. and yeah being connected and and community again which is back to the god is a woman stuff which is what i find frustrating maybe in the religious terms of like oh if you're this you're bad if you're this you think this is wrong this is wrong this is wrong and you go actually there's a much kinder it's a much kinder and much more healthier outlook to go 
whatever this is, like it's valid. Like it's a huge, like it might be weird. It might be difficult to understand. It might not run in your family. People might around you might not get it, but there will be somebody out there that gets it and find those people. <laughs> They're your people. Um, and for me, comedy has been able to do that. I really like that. I've never really thought about that thing that you just said there about when people are laughing it's like kind of they're agreeing in a way or that they're sort of admitting to that they've thought the same things and stuff like that so i think that's really like it's approval johnny like it's like it's like affirmation or approval i don't know what the word is but it's like accept acceptance maybe do you know what i mean like it's going yeah it's making a connection with people isn't it it's it's being able to identify with them somewhere it's music comedy just a conversation in the pub is it talking on a podcast is it's all about trying to make a connection with someone and trying to identify with them going oh shit we're not alone you know 100 percent, 100 percent. because otherwise if they didn't laugh when you say it then you'll feel more isolated you're like oh no it is just me <laughs> like it is just me yeah. but if i let it up you go oh no cool okay yeah. okay yeah. This is, that, makes, yeah. that makes loads of sense amazing before you go louisa can i just ask you a couple of things myself Please away from the droid do. yes the first question is, me and Mark were talking earlier about our favourite lines from films and what we were really looking for were like lines from films that you actually sometimes say. Like, for example, I've got a friend who, if something kicks off or he's excited or something, he shouts that thing from Back to the Future, which is like, 1.21 gigawatts! You know, like if he's overexcited about something. That's funny. It comes out of him as that sort of Doc Brown thing. And I just wondered if you had any favourite lines from films or really like any that you maybe ever use yeah so i've got um uh uh if uh if you want to be somebody and you want to go somewhere you better wake up and pay attention it's distract but i've also got if you wake up in the morning and all you can think about is singing first you're supposed to be a singer girl what's what's that supposed to mean no what's that supposed to mean if you wake up in the morning and all you can think about is singing you're supposed to be a singer girl and it's um Whoopi goldberg talking to lauren hill because uh, lauren wants to sing in distract too and uh she's got this book she's like and Lauren's refusing to sing. And Whoopi's like, you need to sing. Like, it's in you. You need to sing. And she's like, I don't need to, like, whatever. You don't know my life. I don't need to sing. And I used to always feel about it, like comedy and acting because I used to want to do it, but I couldn't get in. And then um, she was like, read this book. It's a letters to a young writer. Um, this writer writes to him and he's like, I want to be a writer. I want to be a writer. I want to be a writer. And the writer writes back and he says, how do I be a writer? And the writer writes back and says, if you wake up in the morning and all you can think about is writing, you're already a writer. And Laura's like, what's the point, sister? What's the point? If you wake up in the morning and all you can think about is singing first, you're supposed to be a singer, girl. And then I used to get really annoyed because I wouldn't wake up in the morning and think about comedy. And I'd be like, maybe that means I'm not supposed to be a comedian because I think about, because like, like, I don't know what I think about in the morning. Like, I just think, oh, I'm awake. <laughs> like, I like um, the monkeys is uncle. No, Simba's gone back to challenge his uncle to take his place as king and the Lion King. And really good. I like uh, I like from friends Phoebe. Oh no, oh no. Um, so I say that probably every day. <laughs> Brilliant. And one more thing. I don't know how much you've listened to the pod, but Mark is a single guy. He's a single parent, and I've been kind of encouraging him to get back out there a bit. And we've been chatting about yeah. different ways of dating. You're and a, the wrong person. I've been single like perpetually. Like I don't know why you're asking me this question, but go on. Well, I guess what we, we've kind of got to the point now, because me and Mark talked about this quite candidly on the pod, but we've kind of got to the point now where Mark's had a bash at some dating apps and websites and stuff like that. It's not really worked. He's kind of had enough of that. He's sort of thrown the towel in on it, which is more than fair enough because he's really it gone is. for it. And I'm with that plan. Yeah. Awful. But awful. We just wondered, I guess, or, or I just wondered, do you have any 
any advice or any tips why, just in why, terms of why are you asking me like i am on my own all the time i'm 40 years old i've had two relationships one lasted six months the other one lasted six months and then went on for two and a half years talking i am not the i don't know i can relate okay. <laughs> i don't know <laughs> I guess we were just trying to get it from a woman's yeah, perspective. Yeah, not from me. Not from me, Johnny. Again, wrong person. Not from me. <laughs> I can only bring you what I can bring you. Mark, I don't fucking know. It's just me either. Like, genuinely, he's asking for dating tips for somebody who has little or no interest in dating. That's, 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 he's just. Like, I'm the same. Like, my sister's like, I can, my sister's like, why are you complaining that you're single? You literally do nothing to, and I'm like, yeah, but they should just, they should know that I'm here. And she's like, yeah, but you don't do anything to put yourself out there. And I'm like, well, yeah, I believe in fate and destiny, actually. <laughs> so. Well, this whole podcast was built on that. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. Yeah, I think that would be quite a nice moment to Bye. say thank you and goodbye. Oh, because thank you. you know what? You've yeah, been our first Louisa. guest and you've set the benchmark very high, Louisa. I think we have had a brilliant time, haven't we, Mark? We have, yeah. It's been great. I, I actually really enjoyed it and I didn't expect to. So thank you very much. Louisa, we're going to say goodbye now, but thank you so much for coming thank on. We really so appreciate much. it. And, and good luck with everything that you're doing. And I hope that we get to gig together soon. Yeah, likewise, Johnny. Thank you so much for having me and uh, good luck with the podcast. It'll be great. All right. Take bye care. Bye. 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 Well, I think we should say well done to... WD41 for interviewing a tip-top guest and not messing it up. That was great. I mean, yeah, he did. He did all right. I think. Yeah, he's. He's. I think he's um, developing as an AI. He's learning continuously, so he should technically be getting better at it. You know, as a matter of course. Okay. I think that's about it for this week. Now, at this moment, I can reveal that next week on the podcast we are going to have the magical lost voice guy lost voice guy lost voice guy i supported him on tour for about six months the year that he won britain's got talent we had an amazing time on the road so that might come up and that will be out next friday so please keep listening to the pod tell your friends give us a five-star review come on gov give us a five-star review gov come on hit all of those stars if it goes to six do that instead so look after your gear. We'll see you in a week. And it's goodbye from me, Johnny Awesome. It's goodbye from me, Mark Carver. And it's, it's goodbye from WD41 as well. Coming to you Thanks for tuning in We really mean that